0: back to Lessons in Product Management. I'm your host, John Fontenot, and today we have a bit of a different episode, but it's so relevant. With the pandemic, working from home, and Zoom fatigue, our jobs are hard enough, but how do you know when it's time to call it quits? John Garrett, Product Manager at Therapixel, and I talk through all of this and more. But before we dive in, this is the Christmas season, and I have a small favor to ask. If you're on an iPhone, which I know a lot of you are based on the stats, I would love for you to open the Apple Podcast app. It's that little purple icon. Click on the Lessons in Product Management podcast, scroll to the bottom, and leave us a five-star rating and a review. It would be the best gift you can give me this holiday season. Let's see if we can get to 100 five-star ratings before 2022. I would greatly appreciate it. Okay, okay, enough about me. Let's talk about you and how you can determine whether or not to start looking for a new PM job. This is Lessons in Product Management. Let's get started. Hey, John, welcome back to the podcast, man.
1: Thanks. Good to be back.
0: Yeah. So for, for those of you listening, if, if you haven't gone back into time and in, in the content throughout the podcast, John came on about 18 months ago to talk about empathy. And um, we're going to revisit that topic a little bit here today. But, John, we have... A lot of new subscribers since you were last here i don't know if everyone's gone back and listened to our past episode so for those who are newer to the pod and haven't and haven't heard what our previous discussion could could you give kind of a reintroduction of yourself and and what you're up to today
1: yeah sure thanks um yeah as i say great to be back really good podcast love it and uh yeah hope to hope to give some good advice to people so we'll see um yeah so last time i was on um I was talking about the concept of of empathy and uh, specifically what I call empathic software design, which at the time was becoming quite a popular term. And and ever since then, actually, just seems to have grown even more. I just see endless kind of LinkedIn posts um, about the concept of empathy and and how important it is to be able to empathize, not just with your customers um, when you're designing things and making things for them, but also the people in your company and empathizing with them. Um, and I guess one of the reasons why I really wanted to, to kind of come back and, and, and talk about this next topic um, is because I think it links on quite nicely from empathy. Um, you know, we've all been through some very interesting times. You know, the whole world has um, over the past kind of 18 months or so. And I think that, you know, whether we wanted to or not we've all kind of had to become a little bit more empathic, I think, because, you know, suddenly we're, we're all in this situation. A lot of us are working from home. You know, we've got competing um, things going on. We've got to manage our work at the same time as, uh, you know, all these new challenges that we've got. And so, um, you know, I think people are hopefully starting to recognize that empathy is a little bit more important that we're all kind of sharing this strange scenario. And uh, we've all had to adapt to this kind of new way of working and the, the stresses of the pandemic. So, Yeah. Um, I wanted to kind of come on and, and, and talk a little bit about, um, yeah, something which, you know, perhaps people might think is um, not so nice, uh, I guess, to talk about, which, you know, um, I've got a little bit of experience of, but is also something that can be quite positive and also quite productive as well. So, yeah, maybe you can kind of explain uh, what I'm going to be talking about.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So um, I was, I was going to ask it in a question form of, of si- since. Things have changed for you. Like you're not doing the same thing that you were last time we talked. You're at a different company. Uh, I was going to tee it up this way. Uh, how how have you seen the pandemic uh, impact the level of empathy from your direct managers, your your employers that you've worked for, and uh, you've had a few jobs since the last time we talked. So I'm curious to yep. see, curious to hear your experience and whether or not empathy is is taking hold or, mm. or if, uh, if it's gone a different direction for some.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. Um, I, this is kind of a bit of a tangent, but I heard, um, in the midst of the first lockdown, I was listening to the radio and I heard someone, I think they're an artist, you know, being interviewed about, you know, whatever music they had coming out. Um, and, the, the guy interviewing him said, you know, what have you been up to? You know, we've all had this time Uh, to do stuff he goes what what have you been doing and he said nothing so I'm this artist that was really prolific but I've basically been doing nothing I've been kind of sat on the sofa and it's a really interesting uh, concept that I think people have kind of had to get used to because there does seem to be a bit of a split you know um, both in, in I guess the arts and also definitely at work we were all faced with this kind of brand new concept um, and a lot more stress. And there does seem to be this divide between companies and people that just went full on. I mean, like pile it all on extra zoom meetings, extra work, working late. Um, And then there was the other side of it that I've heard from at least one person that was like, well, I've got nothing, you know, the, the projects are kind of just sort of being wrapped up and I'm, I'm just twiddling my thumbs and there doesn't really seem to be much in between. Um, And I, uh, as you say, I I kind of had a few um, jobs in that time. And uh, there was, I guess, a bit of a combination. I definitely saw the companies, you know, where it was really kind of full on. I didn't see ones where there wasn't really, you know, anything going on. But I did see um, a fair bit of, you know, people struggling to kind of manage things as they did before. People struggling when they didn't have the face-to-face or the office and the routines that they knew to kind of try try and adapt a little bit. Um, and, you know, I, I, as you probably know from my previous podcast, you know, one, I like to talk and two, I am quite sort of, I hate this word, but I, I do use it a lot. I'm quite passionate. You know, when I'm, when I, when I work in the, the areas that I like, you know, I really kind of get into it. Um, and I think, um, you know, I may be a bit of a catalyst in these situations because I go in, you know, I, I sort of do things right. I want to do things right. And, uh, in these stressful situations, you know, perhaps I'm a bit of a target. I don't know. This isn't about me, but this is about, um, the amount of movement that that's been going on, um, that I've seen, I've seen a lot of people either, um, you know, switching quite a lot of jobs or just saying, well, I'm, I'm kind of going nowhere. Um, and for me, um, since we did the last podcast, I mean, at least in one of them, I didn't really have a choice. So I had to kind of get back out there. Um, And I was really nervous in the beginning. I was like, you know, another job in the middle of the pandemic. You know, how am I going to do this? But um, I was actually really surprised. I mean, I'm a reasonably experienced product manager. I wouldn't say that, you know, I've got years and years. Well, I've got about seven or eight years, I guess, of of PM experience. But um, I was surprised at the amount of opportunity out there. And it really, over the past, you know, sort of year especially, it's really kind of changed my mind um, about, you know, the whole idea of kind of moving And when to move as well, Um, I've had to really um, cognitively think about the situations um, that I've been in um, and how to, uh, you know, how to to look for new work, um, you know, when when things aren't going so well at the one you're at, ramping up from home as well um, in a couple of jobs. Um, And so one of the things I wanted to get across was kind of dispelling this myth that people might have if they're in the situation where, you know, they don't really think things are working out, um, that it's going to be difficult. And in fact, I've, I've found, especially in the PM world. A lot of people have been saying, you know, it's, it's wild. You know, there's a lot of stuff out there um, in the market. I'm not not saying at all, you know, quit your job and sort of start, go looking. Um, but I'm just saying that if you were a bit wary of, of opportunities and stuff, um, at the moment, there does seem to be a fair bit out there. And I do wonder whether that's because, you know, because of what's happened in the pandemic, people are kind of looking for maybe new starts, you know, fresh pairs of eyes looking at stuff. Um, so I think that, you know, as, as sort of concerns, as people have been um, about the market, I think there's also a big group of people that, you know, are also uh, looking to get, you know, new people in and, and, you know, that, that might be quite a cool thing.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's been, I don't know what the international job market looks like, but I know here in the, in the States, there, there's a labor shortage uh, up and down across industries. Right. And, and so like uh, I get, I get hit up every, every, not every day but at least a couple of times a week mm-hmm. <laughs> for people looking and so, so you know there's opportunity out there yeah um and it sounds like it sounds like that's pretty ubiquitous uh, across the world at this point
1: yeah i would say so and actually that's that's um that's a good point that you made me think about is um you know, you may, you may be lucky enough to be in a situation where you're getting, you know, um, recruiters and, and companies talking to you, but um, that's not always a good thing. I think you do have to, you know, be especially discerning um, when you're looking at these messages and things and making sure that, you know, this isn't something which is going to be um, not good for you. Um, Maybe something that's going to be good at, good for the longer term where you've got a nice balance of, of, of kind of work and, and whatever you want, um, kind of compensation wise, I suppose, in life. Um, so yeah, that would be my tip there is to, is to just, especially if you, if you do have, um, the luxury of maybe, you know, not having to get something immediately, if you've got that, then just take your time, I would say, and, and really pick through stuff because, um, yeah, as I say, the market's wild, which is not always a good thing.
0: Can we press on that a little bit? Cause I, I literally just finished writing the draft of this chapter for my book around what people assume about us and what we could do about it. Um, it's, yeah, all cool. about a, it's all about assumptions but anyway that, it's not about my book I have this a question <laughs> it's a question for you or <laughs> um, soon <laughs> maybe soon but um I'm curious from like your experience have you have you started noticing red flags whether it's on the job description or in the interview process of things that pop up that that we should be you know leery of and should oh take that and say okay this is probably not a good thing yeah
1: yeah, and I, I don't know if it's just me and the LinkedIn algorithm, but I see more and more posts <laughs> about this. Um, yes, I have become quite wary of uh, jobs which advertise too much money. Which sounds very very strange, you know, when we're in this situation where we're kind of taught to, to try and get as much as possible. But I see I see some PM roles for for really ridiculous amounts um, for what's essentially a classic kind of PM job description, and, and it does make me think know exactly what's going on here it does tend to be the smaller companies uh you know where they're launching something you know it's going to be pretty full-on um and don't get me wrong um that could be great you know you could be onto a winner there but i would say when you do see something like that just be extra careful to to check it out because there may be you know there may be an idea which which hasn't got much runway you know you may be working really stupid hours you may be the only person there that's got any knowledge of product Um, and so i would say yeah look look for that the interview itself, um, I mean, they they were tricky before, I think. I've always thought the interview is a very strange way to kind of gauge whether someone's right. Um, but doing it online as well is is even more tricky, I think, because you're trying to kind of work each other out and answer the questions. And there's usually several stages as well. Um, trying to build that rapport is really important. Um, luckily, I think people have sort of adapted through the pandemic to, to getting to know each other and have kind of become a bit more relaxed. Um I would I would look for kind of classic phrases like work hard and play hard and, and just look for these kind of signs that, um, you know, perhaps uh, people might be uh, a bit too full on. You can also occasionally get glimpses of the politics involved. You know, some people actually i have noticed use the interview as a kind of uh, an opportunity to just have a little swipe at someone. You may just get the odd you know, remark about, well, you may need to bring these people in line. And if you think about it, an interview is actually supposed to be quite a formal situation and it's just as much them selling you the job as it is you, you know, advertising yourself. And so if there's anything that they're alluding to in, in that, then I would probably watch out as well because there may be uh, you know, there may be all sorts of things going on behind the scenes there. Uh, uh, I, those, I
0: would yeah. second that for sure. I, I, I remember I was in an interview about a year ago and, and without saying it, uh, it was it was kind of this round robin thing where you met with the hiring manager, the development team. And so I, got, I met with the the current PMs and, and they dropped some subtle hints uh, around some of the, the cons of working there. And it was uh, it was nice. I appreciated it because it was like giving me a heads up. But it, it's something that if, if you were kind of going into it oblivious, you, you might not catch it.
1: Yeah, it's worth looking out for those, and usually it's not. It's not in the kind of formal bit. It's maybe something towards the end, or if you, you know if people are kind of caught off guard a little bit, they'll just allude to something. I'm not. I'm not saying that you know that's that's always a definite red flag either. Every company's got its problems, but I'm just saying that you know, yeah, think about what you want, and 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 if you do get anyone you know mentioning the same point over and over, then just just be a bit careful. I would say.
0: So if you are. In an organization where, where you find out things are going sideways real quick, or you know, uh, what whether you're two weeks in or or a year in, and you find out that I think you use the term unwinnable, right? Like you're yeah. in an unwinnable <laughs> situation. Yeah. Um, but what do you what do you do?
1: It's a really tough one, and to be honest, I think I've only um, really begun to think about you know what you can do practically. Um, I would say in the past few years, because, you know, I think you're probably like me in the sense that you always want to do a good job. You always come into a job. You're very keen. You know, usually you've got a real good idea for the product or you love the team or hopefully both. And, you know, you can see a real direction for it. And it can take a while (laughs) for you to sort of realize that perhaps, you know, it's not as rosy as you thought. Um, I think it's fantastic, and I would never recommend anyone lose that sense of enthusiasm. It's really important to go into every job with that. But I would say that um, you know, especially given the added stresses of what's been going on, like you do have to keep your eyes open these days. If you do kind of end up in one of those roles that perhaps we just talked about, you know, you can start to see these signs, and um, it can happen really quick as well. It can happen a lot quicker than you think, you know. Um, probation periods have been getting longer and longer and there's a good reason for that you know it's um it can be quite tricky for kind of both parties you know you can go through all the interviews and stuff but you can still find yourself in a situation where you realize after the sheen's kind of worn off that um, there can be fires all over the place. There can be, you know, legacy issues with moving over from platforms. Things can be managed badly. You know, um, there could be really poor or no implementations of any sort of process. It doesn't necessarily have to be agile, but it can just be a bit too kind of free for all. And, you know, this can even happen in companies which are quite long established as well. You know, it's quite, it's quite, um, um not easy but it's uh, it's one of those things that can happen where um, you can have a product that's been around a while and is surviving but it doesn't mean that the company's working particularly well it can be a new kind of fire every day really um, and I think it takes a few jobs for you to sort of realize um, and get a bit of a handle on you know when the red flags are popping up you know maybe this isn't kind of right for me so I've encountered over my career not too many but different types of problems I've seen the the kind of um, the poor kind of processes um, and the kind of lack of management again you know these aren't particularly um, you know nasty companies in terms of the people it's just where things perhaps haven't been managed they just haven't adapted Um, I've seen the companies especially in the pandemic where it it is just full-on like I think my record was 13 or 14 zoom meetings and I think that was the day or actually it was a couple of days after when I had about you know half an hour's gap on my calendar I just thought this isn't right. Um, and I really started to think, you know, do I really want to be doing this kind of every day, this this amount of meetings? Because I, I knew that there were companies out there where it had been better, where I had had more fun and kind of time in between meetings. And it wasn't, you know, as to the wall. And I think you have to remember that. You do have to remember, you know, because we've all had good and bad jobs, I think. But you, you have to kind of remember what's, what's sort of right for you. Um, and then the last one, which is perhaps the most horrible, but I think needs to be talked about is, is when you get um, maybe a manager that's, that's that's really just not getting on with you where, you know, they, they might be. Uh, it depends on your style, but if you're someone that doesn't particularly like being micromanaged and, you know, having um, lists of tasks and, and not really being trusted or respected, um, that's one of the nasty ones, because I think. It can be very difficult um, if, you know, especially if they're quite high up in the organization, they're quite well known, they've been there for a while, you know, they've maybe got people around them that will kind of fit in with, with that. That's when it can be a bit tricky because you really have to, to identify um, those traits in a person, not in a company, and, and think about, you know, um, how, you can, how you can basically remove yourself from that situation. This isn't always about getting out. This is about thinking practically, well, What are the steps that need to happen here for me to be happy and productive where I can contribute in this job? You know, you don't always have to jump straight out. You can think, well, are there any ways that I could move? Is there someone else who's had this issue? Could I talk to someone within the company? And hopefully, you know, if you've been there long enough to kind of have some achievements recognized, people will know, um, they will know your worth. You'll have hopefully built a few links with people and there'll be someone there that can say, well, we'll help you out. Um it is very tricky because, you know, you do have um, HR departments and, and and quite often their interests align more with the company more with them, than with the employees, which is quite difficult, um, which is why I think you need to be very mindful of what you can change and what you can't change. And I think if there's too many things that you can't change, then it's time, I think, to to maybe kind of plan plan your way out. And the important thing is is not to stress, not to worry, not to think, you know, this is, this is all my fault, because quite often it's not. You know, the job market is a very difficult place at times, and you need to know whether you fit there or whether you'd be best off somewhere else, because there are a lot of companies out there, a lot of different situations where you might be, be happier so yeah don't stress is my is my advice there
0: it's interesting because I've, I've seen situations where like starting a new job the the direct manager wants to be very hands-on wants to be very directive and i think it, it can be hard for us as as, as product managers because we like if product is where we belong <laughs> we, we, we we have this innate desire to take ownership and and set direction not be given direction Mm. Uh, but but on on the flip side it's also like do you have enough context and experience in the first week or two to be able to do that and like i'm sure there's a a balance between those two things of of getting help with onboarding and like when does that handoff happen where you get ownership and autonomy of, of your role and it, uh, what I found to be to be helpful, even though I hate doing it every time because I never know how the conversation is going to go, mm-hmm. is just having that blunt conversation of being like, you know, um, I I appreciate this, and right now I probably need it a little bit, but I'd like to get to a point where I can I can do this on my own and run, and I have to be reliant upon upon you mm-hmm. for every little thing, and I, and. I think those conversations could go one of two ways, right? Of like, shut up and know your role, or, or it could yep. be, okay, let, let's work together towards it. Um, but, I, but I think what comes out of those conversations, to your point, can, can be very directional in, in how you plan next steps.
1: That's such a good point. And it's something that I wanted to talk about as well. You know, the points that I've just mentioned, but with specific regard to the PM role, because it is a unusual job in that you've got this broad horizon on all of these different departments. And you do have, you know, in theory, an element of control um, for guiding the product in the right direction. And yet, quite often, especially in the smaller companies, you know, you've got people who've been there since the beginning. The product is their baby. You know, they've seen the hard times. and, And this is maybe the first time that they're giving any sort of control to anyone else. They often know that it needs to happen because there's just too much to do. But there's this fine balance which you need to look at. Um, where they're kind of handing off a bit of control and you're taking over and they have to kind of trust you. And this actually comes back to to this this empathy thing, really, because if you understand them and kind of what they're doing to to hand over, you know, sometimes their life, really, um, to someone else, then you have to understand that that's a very big thing for them. And, you know, trust and respect kind of come into it. Um, And I think there are things that you can do, though. I think, you know, I've often... I've often tried to build those links in those situations quite early on. I've often tried to try to help out early on, even if it's little things, you know, just to kind of build that trust. Um, you know, really, really try to understand the product, show that you, you know, you really want to kind of be a part of it. Um, and yeah, just just try to uh, j- just try to get that kind of trust and respect. And, and there's education involved sometimes as well you know we talk a lot about sort of managing up you often find that people even say that in interviews you know sometimes you need to um educate people if you're being brought in to maybe bring in new tools or processes or you know put some control product management control over something then you need to tell them why you don't just come in and say well i'm going to do this and this and this." you need to kind of guide people through it and say you know these sorts of tools and processes that we've used in the past have been really helpful um it's also fun and it also you know, it helps to to take the stress out a little bit. You know, if you've got fires burning all over the place, no real um, kind of product process, then just beginning with small little changes, I find, especially the fun ones, things like poker planning, um, things like that, uh, can really help. And it, and it just shows that you're you're giving as well. You're giving a little bit back.
0: Yeah, sure. You mentioned taking the stress off, and I would imagine there's there's people listening right now who. Uh, are in stressful situations they, they may be wondering if they're in, in an unwinnable situation um, do you have any advice around managing stress or what they can do whether it's inside of work or outside of work to help uh, help with those tensions
1: yeah i mean you know one of the one of the points that i like about a lot of the pms i run into is that um we tend to be uh quite practical um quite pragmatic um about making decisions we use a lot of numbers you know to to make our decisions and you know when it comes to our own personal lives, sometimes we don't we don't do that we kind of make impulsive kind of decisions but like i say if you do find yourself in one of these unwinnable situations and it doesn't stack up um, then that really will be will be your guide just like it would for a product it's like well i I can't win this situation i'm not going to get stressed about it because these factors are out of my control Concentrate on what you're good at. Concentrate on the things that you really enjoyed in jobs um, and try and use that positivity and sort of channel it as well. You know, channel the, the energy that you wanted to put into a product, into going somewhere that you would like, um, because I can tell you that people really pick up on that. Um, people love someone who's like really dedicated and perhaps has had a bit of a bad run of luck, but really wants to, to go somewhere they like. Um, definitely don't stress. And the other thing I've noticed as well as I've had, um, I've been lucky enough to have a bit of time off between jobs is um, if you do have any routines, if you do have anything like a hobby or anything creative, um, or, or exercise routine, something like that. You know, don't let those go, go by the wayside just because you might be kind of getting a little bit worried. Make sure you keep those up, you know, especially at the moment in the pandemic. Keep up your, your links with your mates, you know, talk to people, you know, have a laugh. Anything creative, if you paint or, in my case, I make a bit of music. I really love doing that. I found my mind kind of switched actually after I'd had about a month or two off Um, I realized that you know I wasn't as as stressed as I was I wasn't thinking about work and I was able to channel that into um, into something creative which ironically actually ended up in me getting another job um, as someone saw a post about it so it's kind of one of those 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 strange coincidences but I would say that you know any of the things that you love doing um, before, you know, perhaps work started to take them away, you know, get back into them and, and enjoy them because all of that reflects in, in how you come across when you are, you know, looking for, looking for other work.
0: Absolutely. So, so John, as we wrap up the conversation, even though I think you probably spend another, another hour talking easily, um, you know, I me mean. <laughs> for sure. Me too. Um, <laughs> but, but as, as we wrap, is there any like parting advice you'd give around perspective or, um, just advice from what you've learned and, and, and how you've grown out of these situations that you would give to, to the listeners who may be going through the same thing.
1: Yeah. I mean, the more, you know,
0: the more job experience you get,
1: the more you realize how important being human is, uh, which might be a kind of cheesy thing to say. And, you know, at the age of 40, I think it's taken me a long time to realize that, but I really believe it's true. Um, you know, we, we often kind of uh, forget that people are humans and we've got our own lives in the background. And um, I think maybe that's one of the reasons why um, I was just so keen on, on empathy and still am. It's because, uh, you know, you're understanding people's situations. Um, everyone's been through a lot, um, you know, even without the stresses of work that we usually have. We've had these extra kind of stresses on top of us. Um, and it's important to, to realise that that's been the same for, for you and kind of everyone else. Um, in this madness, you know, we can often be very, very serious and worried. But I think it's important, generally in life, to kind of not take yourself t- not take yourself too seriously. You know, talk to your mates. You know, have a laugh, um, because it comes out. You know, it comes out in in your attitude, um, and it is brilliant when I call it the stars align, when you, when you do get that role where the team and the product and everything just kind of works out. Um, but don't be too disheartened if it takes you a while to get there, because, you know, all of these situations that we go through is always a learning exercise. Um, and we just, we just become stronger, um, after all of them. And, and, you know, as long as you kind of keep yourself pointing in the right direction and, you know, keep positive and open to opportunities, you'd be surprised, um, what might come along. Um, so yeah think of everything as a learning exercise
0: <laughs> well said well john it was a pleasure to have you back man it's uh it's always a pleasure to chat whether it's online or, or over zoom so thanks for coming on and sharing with the listeners i know there's a lot of value gained from this
1: thanks yeah i mean I, I do hope that um you know if one person who's in the in the difficult situation kind of gains something from this um then it's been worthwhile so yeah if there is anyone out there in the, in the situation uh, that's maybe not so good then uh, you know good luck and, and stay positive
0: That was John Garrett, product manager at TheraPixel. I really hope you enjoyed this episode and and found some hope if you're going through some of the same stuff that Garrett went through. I hope you have a blessed holiday season and I'll see you next week on Lessons in Product Management.